welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Mom Bun Erin for calling us her sanity saver. Her review reads, I've been binge listening to you guys all summer. You two are definitely my sanity savers. Thank you so much for being real and telling it how it is. I'm a mom of three, all in school as of this year and doing distance learning. It's been very difficult, but listening to you guys in the morning has helped me to get through the day. You guys are definitely the best podcast in all the universe. Thank you so much, Mom Bun Aaron. I knew we were the best in the universe. Yes, and shout out to her for being a mom of three and distance learning. Ugh. The worst, the absolute worst. Uh, I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you might actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, I figured we would chat a little bit about Tiffany getting old because... Well, we need a doctor to diagnose me, first of all, okay. and then we can talk about well, that. Well, right before the show started, a new medical nope. yep. mystery illness showed up. No spoilers. No spoilers. And um, also, it was Tiffany's birthday earlier this week. It is your birthday. Let's have some fun. And so you are closer to 40 than you are to 30. Um... Two days closer, yeah. What do you mean two days? Two days closer to 40 than I am to 30. My birthday was two days ago. Yeah, well, okay. You're closer to 40 than you are 30. But just, yeah, two days, 48 but, hours. But well, yeah. But yeah, but just closer. Yeah, technically. Which is what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, keep, you can keep saying that you're not and, to, and then throw in like, well, technically. But it's still... It is what it is. Okay. Um, anywho, so today we have Samantha opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Hi, I'm Samantha. I am a mom of three girls, 16, 14, and 8 years old. And yes, it's as crazy as you might think. Today is August twenty. 20- Seventh, I believe. I'm not sure. But let's open the show with a mom fell moment. We're all here because we have all struggled as moms. And those who say they haven't are huge liebaggers. Thank you so much, Samantha, for opening the show for us. Meredith, do you have a mom fail? Because I have a mom win and I'm feeling like a million dollars. Okay. So you want me to give a fail and then you can give a win? Just or one or the other. Do you have a fail? Because if not, we'll just go right into my win. I I just, yeah, this kid, this this last kid is trying to kill me. I think so. Brian really? Brian um got grounded this week, and so he um on Sunday he was outside playing with a neighbor kid, and he was riding a skateboard or whatever, and he came in. And I was folding laundry and I said, what are you guys doing? And he said, nothing. We're just playing outside. 
So several, several hours later, I was like, you know, I've pinged him on his watch a couple of times and he has not replied. So we got Apple watches so that I could track him in the neighborhood and make sure that he is where he says he's going to be. And just so I could find him, you know, if I need to find him. And so when Dave walks in, I said, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of Brian for like the last hour. He's not walkie talkied me back on his watch. And I don't know who's, I don't know where he is. So I walk down the street. He's not there. I walk to the other side of the street. We can't find him. All of a sudden, he's down the other end of the block, and he comes home. And I said, um, where's your watch? Why didn't you, why didn't you answer when I walkie-talkied you? And he's like, well, I, I, I don't have my watch on. And that's, that's, rule, that's like rule number one. Like when you leave right. the house, you have your watch on because that's how we track you. So I then said, well, where have you been? And he's like, well, we went fishing and I lost it because you don't like fishing. You're not allowed to fish or be down by the water without an adult. Oh, yeah. Good point. Because he's he's only going to be 10 this year. And the alligators like it's a it freaks me out. Like you cannot be down by the lake. Friggin alligator will snatch you up and eat your ass real quick. Ew, yeah. So I was just like, that's it. You're grounded for a week, blah, 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 blah. So he had this, he had a really good day the other day after being grounded for, for three days. And he, he got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, which is a big deal because he's, you know, a chronic bedwetter. So it was like this big win for him. And so I got lax for a minute and I said, you know what? You can have 45 minutes of outside time. You can be on your skateboard. I said, be home at 630. He comes walking in at 629, takes his shower, does exactly what he's supposed to do. All of a sudden it's 715 and we're going to sit down to to dinner and Brian is nowhere to be found. Dave goes walking outside. His ass is back on the skateboard riding down the street. It's like, dude. What is your deal? Who told you you could go back outside? Well, nobody, but but the neighbor kid asked me if I could come out. And it's like, no, you're grounded. Like, we gave you 45 minutes because of this. Like, we should have never, I should have never eased up. And I eased up. Yeah. And then he didn't listen. And now he's grounded for Friday night as well. Wow. It's so so ironic because my win has to do with being grounded. Go ahead, Dave. What's that? Were you going to say something? No. No, no, no. Am I hearing voices? Maybe. It's part of your medical syndrome. So what was your win? I grounded Chloe. (laughs) Oh, God. I, I laughed out loud when you said that. Okay, go ahead. Why? Why? What's so funny about that? Because you don't punish Chloe. I know. I try. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but I did. I did it. I grounded her and she stayed in her room for what felt like a lifetime. And I stuck to my guns as hard as it was. And she pulled out every trick in the book and I didn't fall for it. And she remained grounded. And when she was done, I had her come out and sit with me and tell me exactly why she was grounded and swear that she wasn't going to do it again. And now when I threaten groundation, she gets serious because she knows that 
mama means business and I don't play anymore. What did she do? I don't remember, to be honest. With you. <laughs> Poor kid was grounded all day. You don't even remember what pissed you off. I, I think if you. Oh, had, yeah. If you had to ground her. What? You did, if you had to ground her, you did something wrong. I'm, I'm going to say it was your fault if you were grounding her because there's there's no way she did anything that deserved she to be grounded. She's such a cute kid. I know. I know. But she did. She was very disrespectful mm. in the car. She wouldn't listen to me. And she said, no, and stuck her tongue out. And then she punched me when she got mad. Oh, no. Your butt's going to your room. Why does my face look so weird? Does this jaw look thinner and this looks spread out? Okay. Look. You've, you've gone full. Seriously. Look at it. You Do you look, see it? No, you look fine. This side of my face looks puffy. So, I'm freaking out, dude. So I, I need an updated picture of Chloe's hair. Oh, my gosh. No, you don't. Yeah. How bad are those bangs? Dude, you know what? It could have been way worse. I'll say that. It's not that bad. Um, it's not great. They're like this. My sister said she looks like Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's, i think it's kind of cute it's hilarious i just i think everybody did that at one point we've all grabbed our hair and just cut the bangs yeah um, it's definitely we were, a rite of passage when we were little but i i loved that it was literally the moment you what you went away to go work just for like you just needed to go and get away to get some work done and that's how your husband you know let shit go yeah, and it was just a text. He's like, so I guess Chloe cut her hair. Well, I, well, I guess Chloe cut her hair. What, what do you mean you guess? Yeah, no, I think it's a definitive yes. Yeah, and where were you? Yeah, I I mean, that's... that. I mean, they, they, they're, the thing is, is the kids are sneaky. No, I know. It they, was in the middle of the night. Oh, Lord. I mean... You know, yeah. he was working. No. Hard. No. Keeping keeping things going, keeping things running. You know, you, yes. you, you, you we we Drew and I take a lot of lot of flack. Yeah. But I'm gonna put it on record. Mm. I texted Drew at seven at uh, hold on. Nine eleven AM and for that you wanted you were trying to you guys were both trying to test Drew on his audio files and getting something done. And it was done in under two hours. Wait. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason it took uh, two hours is because he wasn't home. He was out. He's like, hey, I'm out right now. As soon as I get home, boom, he delivered. It's what he does. He delivers. Okay, so, so then what really is the problem here? That he just blatantly Ignores doesn't give Tiffany? a damn about me? Yes, that's it. No. I don't know if you're helping him or hurting him, Dave, by saying that he responded promptly to you. I think it goes back. No, 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 it's not. Because I think it goes back to what we were talking about um, on our live the other day, Dave, how it it was a, it was a priority. It was a priority for him to reply to you, but it was not a priority for him to respond to Tiffany because he just felt like he could get to it whenever the hell he got to it. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're basically saying, you know what, Tiffany, you were exactly right. He responded right to me and not you, sucker. Sorry, I'm moving around a lot. I'm trying to find my thing to show you my illness. I need someone to diagnose me. I don't think this is the spot to do it. This? 
to diagnose you. Yes, it is. It's a podcast. So okay, but we'll describe it. Okay. What's happening? Okay. Okay. I got this tiara. It says birthday girl. I don't know what material it is. It looks gold. I don't know if it's real gold or not. It's not. Today, I had an itch on my leg. I itched my leg. Lo and behold, the spots where I itched turned gray. Now I'm going to do a live demonstration on my hand. For those of you in the live feed, look at this and tell me what is going on. My hand is turning gray on the spots where it touches it. Look. What is it? What is going on? It might be the lead in the tiara. But no, it's just because it's plated. It's it's a little it's a plate on it, and it's just the whatever it was plated with is. Look, can you see yeah. it? No, you're saying yeah. it's rubbing off on me. The yeah. plating. You're just reaction reacting to it. Yeah. My skin is reacting to it. It's fake. Yeah. It's not real. It's some sort of a metal, like an alloy or a nickel or something it's like when you wear fake earrings and you'll do this hand green watch this look at this we can edit all this out but i i legitimately need to know what's going on has anybody said anything they said you're insane no oh no it's some kind of coating that's rubbing off on you a reaction to what it's made out of yeah Nickel allergy. It's the metal from the tiara. Nobody here is concerned you're dying, by the way. Does it mean low iron? Have you had a blood test that said you have low iron? No. Okay. All right. It's your birth. It was your birthday, though, so you need to go get a physical. You get a yearly physical on your birthday. Okay. You got to go to the doctor and you got to get a blood workup and all that good fun stuff. Did you do that yet? Did you set your appointment? No, because I went a while ago when I was looking for an excuse for why I might be overweight and lazy and tired all the time. I was hoping they would find something in my blood. <laughs> what did they find? Nothing. I, well, my triglycerides were high and my cholesterol was high. But that was it. So, I think... I don't know. This is very weird to me. Everywhere it touches, it turns black. I think that means something. But anyway, that's fine. If nobody's concerned, I won't be concerned. Speaking of being concerned, you know what's so annoying? So you know how I have really bad anxiety? No, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> well, my husband, I feel like has feels like he has to neutralize every situation. So he'll like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, honey, I think something's wrong with the cat. And before even looking at the cat or even looking up from his phone, he's like, no, the cat's fine, honey. Like, without even looking, because he wants me to be calm or whatever. Like, he doesn't care about anything. And I care too much. Like, if I feel like something's medically wrong with me, he doesn't take me seriously. Yeah, I I understand that. I just had to have a couple of biopsies done. And I told Dave, and he was like, I'm not concerned. And I was like, "I'm, I'm a little concerned. And he's like, it'll be fine. Okay, back up. Back up, back up, back up. I'm always concerned. However, in this instance, something had happened. And the doctor was like, it's most likely because of that, that that this anomaly showed up anyway. I just want to double check just to confirm. That's it. So 
it's kind of like, hey, my hand turned gray. Well, why'd your hand turn gray? Well, because I rubbed something on it. Well, you, something caused something there did it, right? So there was there was something that was already happening that we knew and took care of. And then they're like, oh, we did this other unrelated test. And it said that something weird was going on. Maybe it's because of what, what we had to take care of before. So right. that's why I was but it not wasn't. worried. That. What do you mean it wasn't? Well, I'm just saying. No, you don't. You're a doctor now. Oh my god! That, but the, but that's the thing is, you guys think that you're doctors and can write off any medical complications. My husband, I'll be like, "Honey, I think there's something wrong with my eye," and he's like, "No, you're fine, honey." And I'm like, "You didn't even look in my eye. What do you mean? You're playing a video game. You can't tell me everything's fine." I love them though. So what was wrong with the cat? All right. So I thought the cat had some kind of cancer or tumor in its stomach. Because suddenly, I crap you not, dude, overnight, my cat had this huge fluid-filled sack hanging from its stomach. It's terrible. Well, it terrified me. And I'm like, oh, my God, something's wrong. So I turned the flashlight on and I'm panicking. And he's like, everything's fine, hon. And I'm like, no, you're not even looking or touching it. How can you say it's fine? And so I started Googling and I came up with some bad things. But Drew says it's something called a primordial pouch and that it's common on cats. Okay, so he knows about cats. No, he sounds like, did you call the vet? No. Call the vet? Because it. Well, you could. Take the cat I want to, to the but he says it, that it's not that, and that it's a primordial pouch. And he showed me pictures, and it looks just like it. But I would love to still take the cat to the vet. But so take. The but cat then to the that vet. confirms that I'm a psycho again, because the vet's gonna say it's a primordial I, I, pouch, and my husband's gonna be like, Bleh, and the cat's not displaying any signs or symptoms of anything or whatever. But this was just last night. I don't know. Once I take, I take. I take the dogs into the vet to get them checked for stuff. It freaks me out. Because I always feel like with animals, they can't tell you if, if something hurts. Right. They can't tell right. you if they feel That's sick. how I felt. So I just, I take, I take the, the dogs to the vet. But Okay, cat aside, biopsy aside, all of that aside, everything that you're describing is, is balance, right? I mean, what if you said that and he jumped up and was like, oh, my God, what would you what would your reaction have been? I probably would have freaked out more. But right. So but at least we would have gotten to a solution when he overdoes it and like completely negates everything I'm saying. It seems like he's blatantly saying the opposite of whatever my concern is just to neutralize me without even assessing the situation. And that gets on my damn nerves. It makes me feel like he doesn't take anything seriously. My concerns are not valid. Yeah, I feel like it's like the, partly my fault. It's going to be like the boy who cried wolf. You know what I mean? One day my finger is going to be dangling off and he's going to be like, no, honey, probably just pulled a muscle. It's fine. Put it in ice. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think that he's undermining you because I know in our in our situation, if she does that, my initial response is, 180 degrees from her on purpose right opposite. and i knew purpose, it you mother I trucker evalu- i and, knew it right but then i evaluate neck and look at what's going on 
right? Because I know if I freak out, like if she sees me freak out, I'm going to have to be dealing with two situations because she's going to lose it. And, and then I got to deal with whatever's going on. So the initial response is, chances are everything's okay. That's me, different. You know, chances just, are everything's okay. Let me look into it. That is different. Oh, no, no, no. I say chances are in my head. I don't say that out loud because then I get yelled at. You don't value me. You don't think and all that stuff. So that it's no, it's okay. It's fine. And then once she's once she's calmed a little bit, I'll take a look and see what it is. Now, it depends, right? If, if a kid's limb is falling, hanging off, it's like, yeah, we're going to want to take this, get this one taken care of right away. But I, I just I you can't you can't have two people that are both either eh, it's okay or both oh my gosh nothing will ever yeah, get done trust that's me. true nothing i guess um switching gears unless you have more to talk about cat pouch wise meredith i currently don't know anything about primordial okay. pouches but I do recommend a vet to diagnose animal problems. Right. Okay. Um, so I have a question, and I hope that this doesn't cause any fights. Mm. It- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to say something, but I hope it doesn't make you mad. Not okay, you, mad. but like in the comments or people who are listening. Oh, I was going to say that whenever she starts with. I know. No offense, but. I So I have a problem and I don't have any place to talk about it. And I talked about it a little bit on one of my private lives with people who I trust. But I want to present a problem that I am having currently because I believe that I'm not the only one. And I am interested in hearing your take on it, Meredith, because I know that you are well versed in the world of politics. And so I want to have this conversation without talking about anything specific okay mm. here's my problem i have so many questions and things that i don't understand and i want to ask these questions but i will never get a straight answer because when i google it depending on what website i'm on the answer is going to be completely different when i try to talk to a friend about it it depends on their political views as to what kind of answer I'm going to get. My whole life, I was on drugs. And then when I wasn't on drugs, I was not allowed to vote because I was a felon. Mm-hmm. And so I have never been one to pay super close attention to politics. And now I can vote again. And now all of this stuff is all over the world. <sighs> Where does somebody who doesn't understand but have questions go? Well, I mean, I'm glad you're thinking about this because you do have the right to vote now um, because that has been reinstated. And uh, that is for everybody who is in a situation like like you had. So I I urge all of those individuals to, in fact, uh, go and vote. Anybody who can vote should vote. And there are lots of reasons why. It really does make a difference. Uh, Not to get into the whole electoral college thing, but a vote is a vote is a vote. And we do live in a democracy, so it is our job to state our claim on the the person that we choose. And whoever it is that you choose, 
I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, you're going to vote independent. I don't care. You should vote. Now, how you form that opinion is what you're yes. asking is how do yes. I form an opinion on who I want? I so, feel the pressure to vote. Don't get me wrong. I hear it all the time. I see celebrities telling me to vote, but I, the reason that I'm struggling is because certain things that I like certain people have, but certain things I don't like those same people have. So mm-hmm. it's like how so, the F so you need to basically, so, so, and, and once again, when you go to the site, Right. So like if you are looking at Donald Trump's reelection campaign site, it's going to have platform. It's going to have the the ideals that he is running for in the next election and his platform ideas. And then it's going to tell you the way that he would 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 run those platforms. Right. Like taxes, health care, child care, education, all of that. Then if you go to Biden's. His platform is going to have the same thing for those. And and you're going to get basically their dressed up ideas of opinions that they would have and how they would proceed to do those in their White House. Right. And same with an independent or whoever is, is, is technically on the ballot. But you need to because some people are going to be completely red, meaning all of their ideals and views will be pro Republican. Right. So they're going to be on that far right side and everything is going to going to check off in the red. Other people will be far left blue Democrats that go into the liberal side and they check off all the boxes. Most people. Fall in the middle. Because they have some Democratic views and they have some Republican views. Right. So you have to align with a candidate that you feel the things that you are most passionate about are going to be the things that they are going to work for, for your ideals. Okay. So if you want a, I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to do your research and you have to look Uh, there. You know, that's why they have debates um, there is a presidential debate coming up very soon. I urge you to sit and watch the presidential debates. Listen to the answers that the candidates are giving. Um, you know, how do you Does feel? It- how do you feel about immigration? How do you feel about education? How do you feel about the fact that you got your right back to vote? Um, and did the current president agree with that? Did did he not agree with that? Does Joe Biden agree with that? Does he not agree with that? Um, how do you how do they feel about, um, you know, because you can even find how they would have or how their legislation voted on uh, methadone clinics. When you talk about people who have to go through rehab and, and go end up on uh, methadone clinics. Um, so the, if, if that's an issue that's personal to you that you have any bit of vested interest in, you can see how their party voted for any type of, of issue, whether it's health care or education or whatever it is. That's wonderful advice. So the debates are a great place to go and see that information. Um, is there any unbiased places to go? Like somebody who doesn't have a vested interest in either side who can like give like politics for dummies? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I like NPR, but NPR is definitely more of a liberal 
um, network. So you're going to find that that's uh, definitely painted more blue. Um, but I think you also can tell a lot from from not necessarily the way that somebody is going to vote, but, um, you know, my best friend and his husband are gay and have adopted children. So I'm, I'm checking off some boxes here that another party might have a problem with. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think it's just more about finding information. Like I said, if you go to either of the candidates platform pages, you'll be able to read on that. But, um, you can also just go to a variety of different sources. So read some from the times, read, read some from, um, you know, the post, read some from the, you know, the Washington post, the LA times, the New York times, uh, and get information from various news sources, various, various, many, many, and look, look it over and kind of see how things are going because you should be making an informed decision. So yeah, and that's what I think confuses me is there's so much, so many mixed opinions. And then, you know, you'll see these videos of a candidate saying one thing and then a video of them saying the opposite. Or you'll see a video of a candidate being completely incoherent and not making any sense whatsoever. And then you'll see another video where they make complete sense. And it, it just it fries my brain and it makes me want to hide in a hole. Unfortunately, every bit of information that comes out is, is biased in one way or another. So it's important to look at multiple versions or multiple outlooks on the same topic scenario clip or whatever, right? I, I never pay attention to any clip that's five to 10 seconds because that's smart. You, you have no context, right? right. So it's, it, it's impossible to do that. For anyone to do it. So just you have to gather as much information and then you'll find the strains of consistency between them and you can start making more informed decisions. Thank you so much for this advice, you guys. And I, I'm so, I guess it's because I haven't researched as much, but I can't imagine though, like researching, making my decision and then hating the people who see things the opposite. Like I can't imagine the visceral anger that goes on. Does that take time to develop? Like, do you become so passionate about what you pick that suddenly like, like I just can't imagine getting there. Does that take like a lifetime of knowing what you're doing? I, I just and looking think for that, I just think that, you know, we're in a, everything is heightened because we're in an election year. Talking to the mic. Uh, everything is heightened because we're in an election year, but it's it's also another reason why I don't spend time discussing politics on my page personally, uh, especially right now because it, it's so divisive, and I kind of feel like people who follow me probably have an idea of my political beliefs, but it's not my. It's also not my agenda, or it's it's not necessary for me to share that because what yeah. I do is I try to bring um, some some joy, some laughter, some, you know, yeah. realness about what, you know, motherhood and marriage and all that other jazzy shit. But I try to leave that pretty much off topic because I think it, we're just, we do live in a country where it's so divisive. So, you know. And I, I found that I don't talk about it for that reason and because I don't ever want to talk about something that I don't, know about it's dangerous to have this big of a platform 
and speak on something when you yourself still need help understanding. And so it was important for me to ask that because I trust you and I trust your opinion. And I know that we've talked about it before, but I also know that there's probably people out there who like want to be involved, but are scared to Mm -hmm. even touch it because, you know, nobody wants to get in the pool because everybody's creating waves and splashing and it just looks too dangerous. So is there like a safe kiddie pool we could just dip our toes in so that we could still be involved without drowning? And that's how I felt. So I just wanted to bring it up. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the comments and, and this is about as political as we've ever gotten. And, and and I want to, I want to address that you guys did a really good job of just talking about the process and, and finding information. There's, there's no, you need to do this or do that, or this is the right way, or this, that's the right way. Um, at the end of the day, the, the reason that this country is the way it is, is because we have different people and different opinions. And sometimes one opinion or one side gets a little more say than the other and so forth. And it is what it is. And, and that variation and that change allows us to grow and, and be a, a great country. And this that's happening right now is terrific. It's a conversation. And that's, that's what's important. And that's what I want people to take away from this. You can have a conversation without it turning into anything else. I can't even see the comments. Are they crazy? No, they're not crazy. It's just that some, I can tell some people are a little shocked because we've never talked anything political at all. Yeah, well, and, and I, I'll leave this it, isn't I'll, even political. This I'll is leave just it at the this. process. Let, 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 I'd like to leave it at this. As a former civics teacher, because I taught civics, right? Like I'm a history major. Like I understand why our government was formed the way it was and how the Constitution was written and the process of the Electoral College and how presidents are chosen and senators and congressmen and all of this. I will leave it at, at this. I never urge people to vote based on party lines. And what that means is if I'm a Democrat and a Republican pre- and a, there was a Republican running for president and I felt that my values were more aligned with theirs, I would then vote Republican. You don't want to necessarily vote party line. You want to vote for a candidate who you feel will do the best job for the things that you're passionate about. Because as a person who has values on either side of the aisle, because I have beliefs on either side of the aisle, I am looking for a candidate who, who I feel will do what is necessary for my values and beliefs. And that's what you have to look at. It's not about Republican versus Democrat. It's a, for, for me, it's about who's going to do what I feel is the right thing for my country, my family, my healthcare, my, my policies. So that's okay, cool. That. And if anybody has a problem with what we talked about, it's my fault. Meredith had no clue I was bringing it up. I had questions, and this is a place where I feel safe to ask them. Yeah, so and, this- and we, I, I, I don't feel like there, there. Look, I'm not. I, it's neither of our jobs to to endorse or discuss or have any of those conversations. But we do that because we know people that everybody is feeling this way right now. Everybody is trying to make. Uh, heads and tails of the cur- of the current situation of the climate of what's going on in our country, um, but just as somebody who, if you've ever had an econ professor or a civics professor, their job is to basically teach you and you to never know what party affiliate they're in, because it's not it's not about being swayed. 
It's about knowing how you feel about a certain issue and then making an informed decision on your own. That's why we have secret ballots in our country. Sounds spicy. Well, you should, because it's not, it's not anybody's business, but your own, which way you vote. Now, if you want to open a discussion and have that, that's on you, but you're welcoming that in then for a debate, right? Like if you Mm. want to go and say why this is, and you want to advocate for that, and I'm not opposed to that. I'm just saying that's not what I personally choose to do, um, in my space, but I also don't dissuade others from doing it in their space. It's your choice. This, uh, Kind of reminds me of something else that I talked about on a live this week um, that I'd be interested in your perspective. Do you consider yourself a people pleaser? No. I don't either. And I'm so jealous and I want so desperately to live my life in a way that isn't so affected by what people think of me. It's... Like, I don't know if I told you about this. Um, Hold on one second. I'm going to read this to you, Meredith. And I am, I want to hear what you would have done if you would have gotten this email. Okay. Uh Because you you both identified that you're not people pleasers. No, I am. Oh, I thought you said you're not. Okay. Yeah. So this message says, and I made the mistake of opening this on my kid's birthday. Oh, oh. Tiff. So you spend all day on YouTube and Instagram whining about, oh, poor me, blah, blah, blah. How you're so depressed and how much your life sucks. But yet you don't have the effing, but the word spelled out, courtesy to respond to a fan. Well, an ex-fan now. You suck. Capital S. Suck. Hashtag loser, hashtag wine, hashtag victim, hashtag pathetic, hashtag get a life. Maybe you should tend to your family instead of spending all effing day online. I was miserable after this. And I did something stupid. What did you do? You responded. I called her <gasps> on the phone. Dave, I heard Dave gas. Oh my gosh. What? I did, but hear me out. I was calling to be her friend. She had left me a message before that said, Tiffany, first of all, I love you. Secondly, I'm responding to your TikTok asking for people to reach out to you. I'm a blank blank. I can be reached via this email or my cell. And then I didn't write back. And so she got angry and sent me the mean one. So I was going to call and explain myself that I'm sorry that you felt that way, (laughs) that I have, I get like 50 or so emails a day, at least that I'm just one person, you know, I'm sorry, somebody hurt you. Um, but you know, whatever, but she answered the phone mm-hmm. and said, what do you want? <gasps> After oh, after I knew it was you. I, was, I addressed, I was like, hi, this is Tiffany Jenkins. Oh my gosh. And I thought we were going to be friends. Ooh. Nope. Yeah. And I was like, she's like, what do you want? And I was like, what, why do you hate me so much? 
And she's like, oh, no, we're not going to do this passive aggressive. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not used to people being that mean. But that's how much it affected me that I wanted to call her and fix it right then and there so that I didn't have to be like messed up for the rest of the night. But I made it worse because then I defended myself. Okay. I had to defend myself. She was being very mean on the phone and I felt the need to defend myself and I made it way worse. And then I felt even more bad. After that, after that follow-up on your side, I guarantee she didn't feel any worse. Only you, I know. you never win in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So it really messed me up and it sent me into like a depression and I hate admitting it that she had this kind of power. But like, I questioned everything. I was like, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do this. I can't be everything everybody needs me to be. Okay. So the first thing that was brought up is I I love when people message and are like, stop spending all day on the internet. You have a channel and there are videos that were recorded at all sorts of different times. And they just happen to be on the same page at the same time. You're not literally physically on the internet all day long. Right. So just put that out there because I don't think that's understood. Um, you know, things go out and people use schedulers to schedule posts and this, that, or the other. So you're not physically there ignoring the world and your family all of the time. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing, in the comments, messages, all of that, you know, the one of the things that's, and I'll hats off to both of you, that, that you both do very well is engage with the people in that you, support you through, through the lives that you do, through the comments you reply to, through setting up an email, through having a text number that people can text. The volume of stuff that comes back is amazing. And the fact that you get through the percentage that you do is incredible. There's, there's no, you would need a team of five people constantly searching through things to let you know, Hey, this one, this one, this one, this that you need to get to these right away. It's not, it's not possible. Yeah. Next, the comments from this individual mm-hmm. with what she said, I have news for you, Tiffany. She didn't like you before she messaged you. Really? Yeah. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to like you. And that's, Why did she say she loved me and then flipped? It's like every relationship I've ever been in. Uh, well. <laughs> so I if, love you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> if if someone if someone can, can because you didn't reply fast enough and they can turn from loving to hating, they never they never cared in the beginning. That's true. Right? They never cared in the beginning. So there was no winning in this scenario at all ever. So you you someone just said it here. You, you, you by calling her back, you let her know that she won. I know. Let her know she won. I know. That's what's eating me alive. Yeah, and and I can't imagine the two of you with the stuff that you get in the negative stuff. You know, I I, I couldn't do it. I, I I couldn't do it for sure. Um, People think that because we're on the side of the screen that we're not human beings, and it sucks, and I hate it, and I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to cope. I don't know how to handle it. I don't. I think. I think it's because I would never intentionally hurt somebody. I would never intentionally make anyone feel bad. So when I get accused of doing such things, I just feel like my mind's exploding 
because it's like, no, you completely have the wrong idea about me, man. And I hate that. And when somebody has the complete wrong idea about you and somebody points a finger at you and accuses you of something, it's really hard not to defend yourself and not to take it personally and not to question who you are as a person and the decisions that you make. And that's what happens every single friggin' time I get a mean comment. You have to remember, you know, we always say that you can't, you, you can't believe what you see on Instagram or on Pinterest because it's just a snapshot, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, so you put snapshots out there too. So they don't see behind the scenes. They don't see you, all of you. They see the parts that you put out there. They will make whatever assumptions they want based on their own experiences and, and their own situations to fill in the gaps and they'll project their, their situations on you. That's what it is. You know, she didn't reply to me right away. Oh, well, people I don't like, I don't reply to right away. So she's not, oh, she must be overwhelmed with all of these messages coming in. It's, it's, so you're, you have to understand her, her, and I'm going to say her, but I don't know this lady didn't see the email, but her perception of you is 10%, 15% really you. The other 85% is her own experiences. She doesn't know you. What, Mer- first of all, you're a wise owl, Dave. Mm-hmm. Meredith, what do you, what do you like tell yourself in your head to like get through it? Because I ordered a bunch of books on Amazon that I'm going to read and I'm going to be a new person. But in the meantime, like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it never feels good when somebody says nasty stuff about you, right? Like there's no way to make it feel okay necessarily. Like I was reading, I was reading reviews of my book on Amazon and this one review started with, I wanted to like it. And I was like, I was like, Oh, like, like you want to like Brussels sprouts or you want Mm -hmm. to like, um, you know, some sort of health food and then you try it and you're like, it's shit, you know? Like, and, and it's, it's like, and, and she probably took two paragraphs to let me know why it was awful Mm. Um, and why you shouldn't read it. And, but, but then it was like, but there were 140 others that were fantastic. Yeah. Like there was one three-star review and one, one star review. And then I think everything else was five stars and there was 143 reviews and the book's only been out three weeks. So I thought, well, that's pretty good, you know, but it's like, why did I spend the time to even entertain that? Because, and I'll tell you why, and I've made peace with the fact that this is a problem I have to work through. It's imposter syndrome. Yes. Yes. So we suffer from imposter syndrome because we don't believe that we actually have the value or the worth to perform or advise or discuss some of the things that we do without any true like doctor letters next to our name. Right. Or like, there's Mm -hmm. no like clout. Right. So (laughs) we feel like somebody's going to find out that I'm just this imposter. Somebody's going to figure out that I really, um, am not suited for this and I shouldn't be doing this and they should stop, you know, coming and watching my stuff. I'm not this funny or I'm not this, whatever, or I'm not whatever, you know what I'm saying? 
hundred percent. So when you, when you get to a position where you have this imposter syndrome, which I noticed was probably started to get, I started really noticing it in, well, from day one, but like it really started getting uncomfortable when I started having viewership on the page, because then it was this stress of, I have to please all these people. I have to make everybody laugh. I have to do all of these things. And if I don't, well, then they're going to know that I'm a fake. And then I, and then I was talking and Dave was like, I don't understand how you could think you're an imposter. What are they going to like? You don't brush your hair. You don't put on clothes. You film the house and it's a disaster. You talk about all the same shit that is actually going on. What are you faking? Right. This is your life. This is exactly what it is. This is your life. Like you're not portraying, you're not, you're not dressed up like the wives of Beverly Hills. And then you, and then you get dressed like this to come shoot live videos. Right. He's like, this is, he goes there. You're not impersonating anything. This is what it is. And it's like, yeah, I know. But, and he's like, but what? And the same with you. You talk about coming from addiction. You talk about the struggle of being a mom with crippling anxiety. You talk about what it's like to be married to another addict. You talk about all of these things and you're honest about it. Everybody wants to be loved. But Dave's right. This woman didn't love you. You know, and I think a lot of us suffer with that imposter syndrome and it's hard to shake because we always feel like they'll rip back the curtains and they're going to see. And it's like, well, what are they going to see? I was a mess in front of the curtains. I'm going to be right. a mess behind the curtains. I think it's because like, and I've talked about this so many times, but the people in my life, in my day-to-day life, don't get nearly as excited about me as the people online. And it makes me feel like the people in my life know me, the real people me and the people online know someone else Mm. and I'm afraid that if I let people get too close that they'll be disappointed because it seems like everybody in my life is disappointed yeah I don't think that's it I just think that it's you have to remember we're we're connecting with people all over the place and you don't have a chance necessarily to meet them when we do get to meet people in person it is very special because we've seen them as fans or followers or community members. And then you get to have that moment where you meet them, you know, but like we did the community cruise last year and I spent three days with this group of women that was, that, that was so wonderful. Right. And after the first five minutes, nobody was nervous anymore. And it was just real life conversation. Yeah. And it was great because everybody just was like, yeah, that's exactly who, and it, it did felt, it feel, it felt good because it was like these people, I'm this, they said to me, like, you're exactly the same as you are online. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't have a bag of tricks. I, I feel really bad when the non influencers or people that, that do this for a living, you know, just put out a family picture and someone sees something in it and all of a sudden it becomes this big viral thing and everyone's attacking that person. Yeah. You know, that, that. I mean, I, cause they don't expect it, you know, they, they share something locally to just their little page and then it goes out and you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with. It's hard. Yeah. 
And I know, you know, by us being who we are, oh, people say that to me all the time. You put yourself out there to be judged. And it's like, no, I put myself out there to inspire and hopefully entertain not to be judged. Why is it automatically assumed that you have the right to judge just because we put ourselves out there? I don't know. I feel like that whole thinking, the whole cancel culture thing is. Um, but yeah, I knew. Well, and, I, and one of the reasons it hurts you guys so much is because you, you do this for a living. And, and part of that is is getting people to engage positively and follow and do all of those things, right? And and it's... I think it's a human need to want to be yeah. liked. I think that's a normal human need. You don't but, want to but be disliked. is it though? Because so many people don't seem to care if people like them or not. And I am so envious at times of those kind of people who don't rely on the validation from others to live their own life. I want to be that person and I don't know how to get there. I don't, I, I am so codependent on everybody else that, it's, and which is why it's ironic that I do this it is. because I'm putting my happiness in the hands of complete strangers it's, and I, I need to amazing. sever that cord it, somehow. It, it's, it's when you don't, there's a difference between not caring and being respectful and not caring and being a turd about it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so if you not caring and being respectful is it's, there's just a weight gone. Right. Yeah. I'm so, oh, I would love that. You know, when we first moved here, Meredith's like, oh, did you meet anyone that you're going to go play golf with or do whatever? I was like, oh, I met so-and-so, whatever. I have a rule. If I text you to do something and you say no, you get one more chance. If we just met and I text you to do something and you say no, you get one more. And then I, I text a second time and it's also a no. There's no third. <laughs> because Interesting. I, there's no third because I'm not going to chase some sort of validation that someone enjoyed doing whatever when I met them or whatever, you know, it's, it's what it is. And it's a no, just move on. There's yeah. another person somewhere. I, people are just built so differently. You know, everybody's built differently and what one can tolerate another is devastated by. I think it takes time to, you know, like to get thicker skin. I can't imagine being a Kardashian. I can't imagine, like, for no reason. I mean, you know, realistically, no reason. People think it's like a a way of life to make fun of the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what you do. They're just, not, they're not real people. They're, they're something to be made fun of. And I can't imagine getting to a point where I'd be okay with that. And I said this on a live recently. People are like, well, they're billionaires. They don't care about your opinion talking about the Kardashians, but it's like, I don't like that way of thinking either because I don't think you can put a price on like self-worth. You know what I mean? You can't no, all the money in the world. No, but I think you probably, like Dave says, you, you eventually, I think just get trained to not engage in that. You know, like I, like the, you can't answer all of the messages, right? You can't respond to every email. You can't reply to every text. You can't, and you, it's just, it, it becomes, it becomes impossible at a certain point and you do what you can and you engage where you can and you be who you are and you just be honest with that. 
And, you know, no, I don't, I don't, I even want to think about the card at like the hate mail, the Kardashians get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. You, you said you want to, you, you need to get thicker skin, but if, if you do that, remember you're, you're changing who you are, right? Because, and who you are yeah. sets up an email so people can have more personal contact with you and, and, and does the Patreon to have those smaller groups and does all of those things to reach and connect more personally with people. And that goes away if you start developing that thicker skin and you stop being who you are. You don't want to do yeah. that. That's worse. That's a wonderful point. Yeah. So I'm just screwed. I'm just going to be a <laughs> just a <laughs> hyper-stressed ball of mess. And it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll get an ulcer. No, don't get an ulcer. Those are not fun. But yeah, I, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yo. I I don't know. I also think maybe because that time of the month, I'm actually like emotional and like I just feel so much pressure. Yeah, the pressure is hard. And I, I just think the pandemic has magnified everything when it comes to decisions and pressure and exhaustion. And just I was just thinking the other day how um, the kids were like, why are those people not wearing masks on TV? And I was like, well, they're, this was recorded before the pandemic and it's not like they're not going to record TV shows with people wearing masks. Right. But like your, our worldview has, has really changed over the last six months very quickly. Right. And it's called a lot of stress and anxiety for, for even people who haven't suffered with that. So it's compounded quite a bit. And I just feel like just normal stuff that we used to not think twice about has, it's just is, is still not a normal way of life. Right. So I think a lot of, I just, everything continues to just be heavy and, you know, we have to, like I sent the kids back to school this week and yeah. it's, it's been great because they're enjoying themselves and, and having a good time. And I hope that they're following the rules of keeping their masks on and washing their hands and using their hand sanitizer and all of that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm panicked because now I'm, I find myself like counting like, okay, how many days until they could possibly be sick? How many days until they could, you know? And it's like, I can't, I can't live like that. You can't live like that. You can't, every time you leave your house, you can't think, okay, in five days I might show symptoms of being sick. Like, cause every day it resets and starts over at one. If you go out. Or have yeah. any contact with the outside world. Like, we can't live like that either. Yeah, the, the kids at school is... I've, I've taken Sophia to the bus stop every day this week. Day one. Forgot mask. Had to run back. Well, I took mm. her day one. But yeah, day oh. two. And, and day two, I'm like, hey, it's a little cool out. You want a sweater? No. Get to the door. It's a little cool out. You want a sweater? No. Get 10 steps out the door. Hey, it's a little cool out. You want a sweater? Um, uh, no, I'm fine. Get to the bus stop. Oh, it's cool. I need a sweater. No. Oh, yeah. Go back. Sweater comes back. Still at the bus stop. Oh, I don't have my mask. Go back. Oh, my Come gosh. Back. Next day, no mask. Come back. She almost missed the bus. She had to run. And they had closed the door. And she had to run and knock on the door. Oh, my goodness. Get That'll on. teach her. Anyway, um... Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's just adjusting and trying to find your normal. I'm sorry for being a Debbie Downer. 
You're not a Debbie Downer. I feel bad. I feel like people are going to be listening to this episode and be like, wow, I came here for fun. And we're talking about politics and Tiffany being a psycho and calling people. <laughs> this is this is this podcast is about our lives and they yeah. can take it or leave it, which is why I chose this name. Oh, wow. I see what you did there. That's convenient. Tell me that you're not really just realizing that. Look, I'm going to tell you what I tell. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what I tell anyone that I, that I do any work with that that's doing what you guys do. If you are always, if you're always true to yourself, everything you do will always be on brand. Don't change it. Dang, Dave, can I hire you to be my life coach? Yes, for a premium rate. Well, uh, pro bono. Oh, no, he's got a bono. Ew, Meredith. And we're done. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) Guys, have a great day. All right, hold on. Join us next week. How do you guys not have that memorized? We are 87 episodes in. I know it. I know it, too. I don't need this How many episodes? 87. 87. Creeping in on a hundo. Holy crap, dude. Over Mm. 2 million downloads. What? Yes. Number one globally rated and syndicated in seven Milky Ways and three solar systems. And sometime soon, we're going to start promoting the podcast properly. Mm. (sighs) One day. (laughs) Imagine how many downloads we'd have if we promoted it. Right? So join us. Next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have, who have no, no idea what, what we're doing. doing. Thank you for being here. Bye, guys. I got to go to the bathroom. Okay, are we done? Are, are you done? Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to make it back. Are you coming back to talk to her? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crap my pants. Okay, Dave, I'm really sorry. For what? I don't know. I feel really guilty about bringing up politics. Why? I don't know, because I didn't want it to be about politics, per se. I wanted it to be about... It was about process. Yeah. Is that how it came across? I didn't see the comments. No, the comments weren't bad. They they weren't bad. People people are tired of, of... things turning political that wasn't a political conversation that was an uh, uh a civics lesson is what that was so then why are people still making comments about it if it wasn't political um i don't know they're not still making comments no not now but before like during it Th- they, they said that during it like oh, i'm tired of everything turning political but no, it- there was there was one person in there stirring everything up i kicked around it all stopped Nice. There was one. She was just, oh, I came here for, not for this. And it's like, well, then don't be here. And she was being really shitty to everyone else. So uh, stop recording on your side. <laughs>